Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Tony TV. This is a conversation with Kez and my gorgeous co-host, Kez Wickham St. George, will join me a little soon and we will be talking to Michael Elligan today. Now, just a reminder, if you're listening live on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch or Twitter, the lovely Peo in the Philippines is ready and waiting to answer your questions, take your comments and provide you with information about our gorgeous guest today. Now, if you need any further information, please don't hesitate to jump on to TonyLontis.com and look under the co-hosts and guests page and you will also find links to everything that we talk about on the show today. And for those who like to watch it via replay, don't forget it's on Binge TV Networks USA, Hero Go TV Networks USA, and the Tony TV channel app available on all Roku, LG, and Samsung smart TVs across the world. Now, we are fast heading towards Christmas, and this is the last show for Kez and I on this slot in this year, but we will be back next year with a similar show but a new name. So watch out in January for that, and you'll see more on socials about what Kez and I are up to in 2022. So a new branded show talking specifically to authors and artists about their books and their creative journey. Now, don't forget, if you need help with a book, Kez is your book consultant extraordinaire. As a best-selling international author herself, she has amazing wisdom, knowledge, and creative processes to help you get that book underway. Her links to connect with Kez appear in the talking points and attached to these show notes wherever you're watching. Now, today, we have an amazing guest called Michael Elligan. And to introduce you and tell you about Michael, let me begin by saying he has a new nonfiction book called Intergalactic Match and he has a website by the same name, intergalacticmatch.com, where he shares a personal experience about having a multidimensional, unconditional romantic relationship with a being that is around him 24-7 on a 5D etheric level. Now, we're going to be talking about some of these terms and asking Michael to explain a little bit more during the show, but it's an incredibly unique, mind-blowing and transformational journey that Michael has been on with Celeste, an immortal intergalactic goddess and space lady, and she is also his divine other half. Michael wants to share with, with us the many awesome blessings, miracles, and powerful synchronicities that occur because of this, and how literally energetically impacted the time-space continuum is by having twin flame couples. Now, all of this may be new to our audience, so we are delighted, both Kez and I, to welcome Michael to the show. Good morning, Kez. Good morning, Michael. And good evening for America. And hello, Germany, Russia, and Europe. Hi, Michael. Hi, glad to be here. We're delighted to have you. So I... How are you, Kez? Box of birds. 
<laughs> That's an awesome saying. Sorry, Michael, go ahead. No, I just said it's uh, this, uh, for people who are not familiar with this type of topic, and even in the, among the metaphysical, paranormal, and UFO area, I've spent a lot of time. This is kind of a new, uh, kind of, you know, a, a kind of a new revolutionary kind of way of looking at relationships relating to them as compared to the old way of dating and romance, as we've traditionally thought. And uh, for me, it's been, yes, you say mind-blowing, <laughs> putting it yes. mildly. And her, Celeste, now I'm clairvoyant, clairaudient in the sense that I can see her, feel her presence. She, and sometimes I forget she's not physically around me, that, um, that she's not etherically, that she's actually physically with me. I think it feels like that, how, how potent is her presence. And uh, when when she and I spent actually in 2020, most of 2020 together writing this book, compiling it, it was also incredibly awesome because, the, you know, she merges with me. It's hard to explain. And when I channel her, when I do my transformational channel reading, 90-minute reading, you know, for when I'm doing reading for a female woman, she likes to come in at the end after Ashtar and various other beings come in and represent the divine gods. And after, it, when she comes through me, it's <laughs> totally bliss out. Total bliss out. And, yeah. I just, you know, it's just awesome. So, it's, and of course, one of the things she's manifested, if you go to her, select my website, intergalacticmatch.com in the in the news in the media interview section you'll see some photographs that i among hundreds that i took yes of these beautiful yes. valentine heart shaped water droplets that she has energetically manifested <laughs> pretty mind-blowing they're beautiful perfect uh, valentine heart shaped water droplets and i refer to them as love to cosmic love notes and in fact i'm about to publish another book her and i are about to publish another book this coming year 2022 uh which has photographs a lot more photographs of these uh, cosmic love notes and that's going to be coming out next year uh so it's kind of an extension of what intergalacticmatch.com is sharing with everybody about her and my especially my journey with her and our connection from past times off the planet and what it really, how it did impact the time-space continuum when twin flame couples come together, which is going to be taking place. This book is kind of preparing everybody, what I like to call the ground crew. It refers to the fact, and I invite people when they go to, it's on my website, intergalacticmatch.com, take a look at the NASA star people characteristic list. And I would say that the top, most of the people who are drawn to these kinds of subjects would have at least several to a third of that list. This was based on some research that another researcher named Brad Steiger, working with NASA engineers and scientists back in the 70s, compiled that those of us whose souls are from higher worlds, higher dimensional worlds, when we come into human embodiment, we bring an energy, a consciousness with us that affects our DNA, RNA, genetic code. And, and unlike Earth geneticists who say that DNA is strictly a physical thing, we manifest it first on the etheric and then it merges into the physical. And the more we can activate our DNA, RNA, it's also related to chakras. And, and, and I do this very powerful cosmic color meditation with Celeste every day. It's incredibly awesome where I balance the lines of my chakras, it helps me attune to her more. But it's also a way when you're going to meditate, you're going to tune in, helps to fine tune you. There are protocols that you can use. Uh, and for those who would like to really get into this, you know, experience as I have, it's kind of very, very few souls have ever attempted a multidimensional relationship. 
because it is a little challenging unless you know, again, protocols and things you can do to make it more real uh, for, you, for a person. And so this book is really to introduce people to the idea that will become more commonplace eventually, that dating and romance is no longer limited to planet Earth, okay? <laughs> Unlike Match.com and eHarmony and all these, this is intergalactic Match.com. That unlike going to an Earth website and signing up, the process of reading her and my book, because the book has been energized by higher frequencies that Celeste and higher forces put into the book, that as you read the book, and in 750 pages, there's no dull moments in the book. <laughs> it really, it can also kind of what I would call red pills you. If you're familiar with that term from the movie, The Matrix, because we have the new Matrix movie about to come out now, but it all goes back FTD. to that scene where you take the red pill, you, you become attuned to the reality of what's going on. You take the blue pill, you just wake up and you're the same thing as you were. So we're going through what is called the Great Awakening, which is also a kind of planetary wake-up call, red pilling of everybody, of what's been going on behind the scenes that what we call the Cabal Deep State has been covering up. It's all being exposed. We're going to have a huge amount of disclosure right away of what I call the White Hat Alliance. They're working with the Universal Guardian Alliance from off-planet. So we're getting a huge change. And we're being liberated from uh, the Cobalt Deep State uh, with what's going on behind the scenes. So it's an incredible time to be alive on planet Earth. Michael. Absolutely. Michael. <laughs> Go, Kes. <laughs> Do you believe that um, everyone has a multidimensional soulmate, every single person? Well, it's my understanding based on my study and my also my memory going back, because I wasn't born with the cosmic amnesia veils, that in the beginning when our divine source, divine creator, God, goddess aspect, divine feminine, divine masculine, we can call God, created us, we were created as uh, both divine masculine and divine feminine. And along the path of evolution, we split apart. And Celeste represents the divine feminine, and I represent the divine masculine. And uh, we, all could, we can have a number of soulmates, according to, but there's only one twin flame, twin soulmate, our true divine other half. Yes, everybody has one, whether they're aware of it, whether they've tuned into the. But it's kind of, this is a time we're entering where everybody really sincerely with a pure heart's desire and where they've also taken personal responsibility, done a lot of emotional, psychological clearing. I've done a lot of work on myself because I was born into a dysfunctional Earth family. <laughs> Unlike some of the shows like Leave it to Beaver and Father Knows Best, that's not what a lot of our experiences were on Earth. <laughs> and mm. uh, my parents were very enlightened, but there was still all this dysfunctional stuff going on. So having access to beings like Boltra, who's a cosmic psychotherapist who I've work with and they have technology to help you clear a lot of the stuff that has been building up through lifetimes or earlier in this life. Once we clear it and we get that out of the way, then we are a lot more ready, a lot more balanced and prepared to connect with our other half. But we also have to really be an idealist to say, okay, I'm not going to just be dating around playing the field. I'm going to call upon divine creation, call upon that one being, summon them, so to speak, but also the taking personal responsibility to get myself ready and prepared, as I did, to connect with her. And okay. it's to okay, me, it's so, the most incredible experience. So you um, you started with uh, training and channeling. Yes. And do you feel this is the best way 
or the best at all is for people to use it to train themselves and open them up, open themselves up to channeling? Well, it's one of the ways. Now, my I had chosen Earth parents before I came in that were of a metaphysical background. My Earth father was a professional stage hypnotist, and he discovered when he studied the life of the famous psychic uh, sleeping prophet Edgar Casey. Now, Casey had gone to a hypnotist. A lot of people don't know this. And after he went there, he started going through this change, utilized process, and be, and that's where he developed into becoming a sleeping prophet. So when I, at a very early age, started going into altered states and talking in my sleep, my father thought, hey, I could train my son in the same way. So by 15, I was doing the kind of similar karmic readings that Casey was doing, but eventually they became more cosmic. And it, specifically, I began to develop into doing what I call these uh, net transformational channel sessions where the focus is upon one's mission for being an earth embodiment and when they're when i'm when i'm doing these sessions and beings after after and others are coming through me they have me on an energy beam and they're downloading what is called these higher light encodements that are custom designed for each person so more than just when you have the session when you play back the cd a number of times by playing it back this process causes DNA, RNA to start activating. That's why I call it transformational. But the beginning of how I became a channel was how I, you know, was able to access information. It's just one of the many protocols. And it worked very well as it did for Casey, for me. And for those who utilize it as a, or you can integrate it in, with other protocols, meditation, various other things. Mm -hmm. Michael, you said that you started um, on this journey at a very young age. How mm -hmm. old were you when you first started to become aware of your ability to interact on different dimensions, number one? And number two, were your parents always completely supportive of your gifts and awareness? Well, for me, it's like which came first, the chicken or the egg? That's always been the question. Yes. I yeah, came yeah. into this life without the cos cosmic amnesia veils. Over a million. So I remember literally beaming into my earth mother's womb. I know mean, that sounds really strange for a lot of people, but I have a memory of that coming into the womb room uh, 20 minutes before I was born. And, uh, and I remember beaming down from the Merkabah lightship that was hovering overhead. And uh, and so I had a lot, very, a lot of difficulty because, I mean, it was coming down into this dense environment from a higher dimensional level. Now, at six years of age, with my first physical contact, when I fell off this pier in Oceanside, California, it's on the West Coast, California, West Coast of the U.S. here, and literally, I climbed up on the railing and fell off into the ocean. And that was a very traumatic experience. Well, in the process of falling off, while I'm in falling, they physically beam me from that moment up aboard this higher, what I call the Merkabah lightship, a higher dimensional that was on this what i call the six-dimensional plane found myself on board and later years later i interact connected with four other people who were aware of two of them were on the ship and two of them were on the earth level had watched me fall off the pier confirming that i had this experience and two on the ship i just encountered them at a point and they remember me i didn't remember them because i wasn't looking in their direction i was facing another way but these beings and Silver blue metallic suits, perfectly human appearing. It passes the average good-looking person down here or around me. And uh, and this being named Lord Orion and Lady Angelica, or what I call I call my cosmic father, cosmic 
foster parents because I related them initially to my parents, but as I got older, I started remembering I had a very powerful connection with a being named Lord Ashtar, Commander Ashtar, who's been channeling through various people. And I knew he was my cosmic father as an Elohim being under divine creation. And Celeste is very connected also with them. But he formed a group called the Ashtar Command that was to add, they're part of the guardians who have been coming to Earth tech to help this planet to release the control of the imbalance forces and free us up. So I felt a powerful connection and Lady Athena is like my mother. And uh, so I became more of a recent years because my, there were levels of, of your veils. So I had already had uh, not as many veils over my mind anyway, but there was a deeper level. So I experienced when Celeste came into my life also recently and started remembering her in my lifetimes. My God, it started tapping into all these romantic lifetimes that she and I recently manifested that had not existed up until recently in, in the a time-space continuum. They didn't exist, but because it's a gigantic hologram, once we manifested them, it's as if they always existed. And the Akashic records were affected in that way. So now it's as if they always been, were there. This is true when all the divine couples start coming together, they're going to have a similar experience of flashing back to these ancient times. Now, she and I spent a lot of time in the Tantra temples. And uh, back long before India had Tantra temples, in the early times of the golden age of Lemuria, these gigantic, beautiful rainbow crystal temples, they were like living crystal. And so these temples were manifested over the vortex points, and this was an incredible time. When the, when the nirvanic ecstasy grid was anchored on the planet. The imbalance forces didn't like that, so they started interfering and, and creating a lot of pain and suffering on this planet, and they created an energy called Lush, which is how they thrive. And now that's being released from the planet. People are being freed up uh, as we come into the golden age that's coming up on the planet and of time of paradise. We will have very similar experiences we did in ancient Lemurian time. So us twin flying couples coming together and anchoring the Germanic ecstasy grid is helping Mother Earth herself reconnect with this ancient uh, paradigm of paradise. And we've changed timelines, too. We're in a new timeline, much more uh, user-friendly for us, for not only those of us as the ground crew, but the entire part of humanity. Uh, because in the old timeline, up until sometime after 2012, only about a third of humanity survived. Well, when the White Hat Alliance was formed, and there was a lot of beings who were from the future coming back into the past, some of them had been dark cats, quote, and they came over to the light. Actually, they were higher beings who infiltrated the dark side, programmed themselves all around the Merkabah light ships to deprogram themselves energetically. As a result, White Hat Alliance was formed and are now have been behind the scenes freeing us up. It is time for the people now to rise up and demand and uh, uh, our freedoms and our rights that divine creation gave us to bring us into the golden age to support the gold, great awakening is all about. But Celeste in my book is one of the many protocols that divine creation is using to provide humanity with some really awesome choices that we have a chance now to instead of getting involved with the, not, first we have to work on ourselves, which is important, but instead of having the traditional sense of dating, by having that ideal of I want to be with the soul, the one that is truly my other half, which is what my consciousness focused on, that kind of became a way that Celeste was, you know, came and it was part of our destiny to come together. But it, by me doing my part is in like God helps us, helps themselves, God helps us, uh, that gave her divine authority 
to come into my life as she is now. And eventually she'll be physically with me. But this multidimensional relationship, which very few souls have ever attempted, higher forces are learning from this. The emotional, psychological and ramifications of being able to be with a being that's on another dimension, yet I feel her, I sense her, uh, is helping to understand physiological, emotional conditions that humanity has been entrapped in, so to speak, because our DNA, RNA was shut down so long. Now it's being opened up. And so as twin, twin flying couples come together with the majority of them off planet Earth, this is impacting the time-space continuum. And so we're going to build up a momentum here that's going to be increasing and helping create a way that our, this planet, which has been in cultural quarantine, the quarantine is being lifted by the Federation of Light, the Galactic Federation, to allow you know, the, the ultimately having first contact here at some point in the next, possibly in the next few years, depends on a lot of other factors. But we have a new financial system called the quantum financial system, and a thing called Nasara Gasara that's coming into effect. Our entire economic system, everything is going to change for the better. Fantastic. That so, sounds phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is. Does. So if, if, um, if many people began forming multidimensional relationships to similar to what you and Celeste have, mm-hmm. um, what will happen to our many cultures around the world? Well, naturally it's going to impact those cultures. But if you go back to the ancient times, um, and there's references even in the Bible. I think, you see, we have to understand there were 777 books that the Council of Nicaea uh, utilized. They only utilized 66 of those. So there were 711 books they never even referred to because those things kind of threatened the patriarchal corrupt control uh, when they form religious dogs. There's spirituality, and then there's man's interpretations of God's laws or corrupt priests who want to have power for themselves. Yeah. And uh, my perception about Jesus, I mean, I had an awesome experience manifesting for me around nine years of age. I shared this in the book, and it was very mind-blowing. I mean, the dude, the man, he's standing there. I'm doing meditation on the front porch. I look up, and there's Jesus. Well, yes, he was. It's more than the name. And he, I mean, this is incredible because he appears to me literally in the what we call the archetype thought form. That is how he traditionally has been viewed by people. And it's kind of like in our consciousness that we expect him to appear a certain way. But he, of course, in being from that part of the world, he would have been a lot darker complected. And he was a little more dark complected when he appeared to me. And then many, many have viewed him as more of a European Jesus. But he appeared in that way, with the long robes and sandal, and, and he disappeared a moment later. And this is God on its truth. He's dressed in a silver gold metallic jumpsuit. He says, I'm your commander chief, Lord Sananda. And is a cosmic name. And our, I refer to him as the commander-in-chief of the entire Galactic Federation of Light. And part in, and so, so, but anyway, his manifest, he said to me, he said, remember that lifetime. And I have a lot of memory of being, for example, near the tomb when he was beamed up aboard the Merkaba lightship. I know there are some people who are very steeped in traditional religion who have a little difficulty. When I, but because of this experience, I read the Bible from cover to cover. And so it is a UFO extraterrestrial casebook. In fact, Barry Downey wrote a book called The Bible and Flying Saucers, one of the books I, I mentioned in, in a Celeste in my book, because there's case after case in there. Ezekiel saw the wheel. None of the subject, but it is part of our reality. And we're part of a universal a group of star families. 
that have been watching over us and getting ready to openly make their presence more known to us. There are cosmic relatives. And so they, they, we are, as I said, our quarantine is being lifted. But anyway, th there's a lot of ramifications to Celeste and I coming together, which sets the stage for a lot of other important events as well. And a, a knowledge about our past. And so in the Bible, it says that the sons of God looked upon the daughters of man and found them fair. Well, to me, those were twin flame couples coming together in the temples. And you have to understand how much things were changed. And the, you know, the council of Nicaea, I did so much. And in loud, there's, even though there's truth there, it's been whittled down from the greater truths that the Vatican, I mean, it's coming out. You're going to be seeing all kinds of stuff coming out from the Vatican. The 60 miles of catacombs under the Vatican when the White Hat Alliance went in there last year. They arrested the Pope. They they uh, they did a lot of a huge number of people arrested because of the child pedophile stuff that's been going on underground in deep underground military bases. A huge amount of stuff. Other people don't want to deal with it, but it's part of our dysfunctional past of unspeakable evils that we have to get rid of so we can before we can go to heaven we have to go through some hell that of acknowledging crimes against humanity so that as we clear these crimes and we bring in the new energy it's a it's a functional rather than dysfunctional situation we need to acknowledge things so that we can move on so we can open ourselves up and expand our consciousness but until we acknowledge the skeletons in our closets it's hard for a lot of people to comprehend some of the things who they, if they believe in the, in the fake news media out there uh, who's been lying to us about all kinds of things, then you, you, that's not where you should get your information. First of all, you need to go inside your, what I call your I am presence, and really get your moral compass in balance. Once you do that, you know, GPS equipment, then you can kind of, you know, get clarity. But if you have a mind that's been kind of mind programmed by the mass media, who's been lying to us, then you're, it's going to be difficult to go, go through this major shift. Mm. It's amazing. Michael, what do you see? Absolutely. Sorry, Michael, what do you see? What do you see as some of the major uh, fake news that's being spread? Just so that we can have a little bit of a conversation about that. What do you well, I'll see give you one that's example. being spread by? Yes, Okay, one please. example. There are sources, alternative media, such as Dr. Charlie Ward, who I, I feel he's a great source. He has contacts in the White Hat Alliance, specifically direct contacts. And he has people, doctors contacting him. And a lot of people don't know this, that the, the so-called COVID thing now is not a, there's a whole incredible amount of disinformation that they have forced on us to try to make it sound as a legitimate situation. But when 25 countries, the health ministers of 25 countries had to admit when people took them to the court that there is no such thing as the COVID virus, it, but it's a biorhythm, a bile uh, thing. They've come up with a bile weapon, not a natural virus. And it did, because if they admitted that that was true, that the CDC and the WHO and uh, people like Bill Gates and Dr. Fauci and all these people were involved in crimes against humanity, and they and the media knows this, but they're covering it up. They won't acknowledge it. But as there was going to be military tribunals coming up, they're already going on actually in some places, but they're going to become more public eventually. And all these people are going to be arrested for crimes against humanity. When people say, well, I didn't know in Nazi Germany, they were lots of people arrested who say, well, I was just following orders. Well, that's not good enough excuse. 
What do you? What does your inner moral compass tell you when you're told to do something that's morally wrong? You don't do that. You challenge. You question. You use your discernment that God gave us. So, okay. So, so you do or don't believe that the virus is real? No, not in the natural form that that they've been trying Absolutely to make. Absolutely, it's not. Yeah, and that this it, whole it, thing it, about it, this jab. A lot of people don't know that the when they give the the these three, there's three actual types. The and and the end of the uh, according, to Dr. Charlie Ward mentioned this that the doc, most of the doctors and nurses know this. At the end of a little uh, uh, code that they have on it, it's either one, two, or three. The one is a saline solution. The two is a normal flu one, and the three is the jab that can kill you because of the graphene graphene that's in there that literally cuts can I the just- can I just say, Michael, yes. I'm jabbed, I'm proud to be jabbed, and I'm not dead. Well, all I can say is, uh, you know, yeah, it's some things that sometimes it takes a long time. You know, I've never had vaccines at all. And I feel I'm extremely healthy. And I believe that taking these things causes all kinds of, you know, either uh, it's depending how strong your natural immunity is. I believe that those who us who have not I had have no, I have no natural immunity due to other medication that I have to take. So for me, it's a choice between, um, for me, it's actually a risk management strategy. So I know my own body, I know my own immunity, and I am cognizant that if I were to come in contact with the COVID virus, that there may not be good outcomes for me. So from my perspective, I'm balancing the risk of getting COVID versus getting it and dying. I've got too much to do. And that's not fear-based. That's actually my science and nurse brain. And I actually think that there are uh, there are congruencies where humanity can come together and accept both streams of thought. So for those that choose not to be vaccinated who have wonderful immunity systems, by all means, that's fantastic. But the problem is that many people are incapable of doing a risk assessment on their own body and they follow what leaders say and that's the issue because COVID is a virus. We aren't used to it. Our body will not develop immunity quickly and will not develop immunity without consequences. So those that are immunocompromised, the elderly, people with pre-existing conditions, they are susceptible. Whereas someone like you, who is perfectly healthy, who has never had a problem with immunity, for you to get the virus, it's probably not a big deal. But what about the rest of humanity? So that's my only... I. I want to try and bring balance to the conversation so yeah. I acknowledge and hear everything you say and I and I absolutely see 
much truth in what you're saying, but my issue is for those people that are incapable of making intelligent decisions about their own bodies, follow the masses and that's where we run into trouble. And mm-hmm. my question would be, as we raise our consciousness, and I agree with you that we are coming into a powerful time in humanity, I actually think that by raising our consciousness, consciousness we will have the answers to some of these questions questions about how do we protect billions of people from a virus that was probably manufactured or mutated somewhere that wasn't natural yeah well definitely there's all kinds of we all have choices and i truly believe that if yeah. we're secure and we ask the divine creation to guide us to get in and being that is to take as much personal responsibility as we can and yes. uh, to ask higher forces, you know, to do what they can to help us help ourselves. Uh, you know, I remember mm-hmm. an incident many years ago. I was in some funky mood, <laughs> so I call it one yes. day. And Ashtar was always coming to me, and I go, and he says to me, he said, "Well, if truth be told, the Earth should be an eight times worse mess than it is." And that was like forty years ago. And I go, "Well, I can't comprehend." Well, that's twice encouraging. That. I can't get twice as bad. He said, well, that's how, how much we've been intervening behind the scenes to help Earth humanity. Oh. But it becomes important for us to realize that based on our personal choices, we actually, through our choices and our pure heart to help humanity, we give the higher forces by our personal use of free will aligned with divine will, mandated authority to step in and help us. And uh, so there's a huge amount of help going on. But the more we take personal responsibility, yes. the more we open up to higher forces, that's when the doors and portals start to open so that more miracles, blessings, and synchronicities, as less like to manifest for me, and I want to keep focused on my beloved, uh, you know, can yes. happen for everyone else. And so if you really are tired of, of, of talking. But that's a yes. Yeah, yes. That, that's a yes. You believe that as our consciousness as our consciousness and intellect around spiritual things rises, we will have better answers to the things that trouble the world as a global community. Yeah. Yeah, And there's new technology, the med beds, which are rejuvenation chambers, literally are going to be coming out in 2022. Uh, There's going to be new technology. Uh, Tesla's technology, there's over 6,000 patents. The Wet Out Alliance is getting ready to unveil a lot of things. And there's a lot of people that people thought were dead, which are really alive. Uh, you know, there's a number of very famous people who didn't die, they faked their death, are going to be <laughs> making their presence re- known to people again. And uh, there's a lot of technology that's going to be made available to humanity. It's going to blow a lot of people's mind, but we need, we have to get ourselves emotionally, psychologically ready as much as our physical bodies, as much as it's like body, mind, spirit, emotional balance, as much as we can in every area to be as prepared mm-hmm. as ready. And I believe that when our heart is pure and our intent is positive, even if we make a mistake, it, it, we're only being judged by what's in here, our heart, what's in our heart. What is our desire? Yeah. Given a choice, we have choices to make. And even if we think, well, I'm not sure, just do the best you can to morally and ethically do the right do the right thing. And that when you do the right thing, the best of your ability, that's when the miracles and blessings can come to you. So 
So, Michael, obviously, uh, obviously, we're uh, aligned in 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 thought that we are a soul uh, in a human body having a human experience. So, it does make sense that those souls of that have departed their human body would still be in and around us. Um, in terms of Celeste, mm-hmm. uh, I just wanted to to um, tap in. I'm thinking that she shares some spiritual intellect and spiritual advice with you. How does that happen? I know you've talked about the manifestation, but are there other ways that she uh, that you communicate and share that knowledge? Well, she's always telepathically, and we have some pretty profound conversations, uh, and it's just awesome to interface with her uh, on, on many levels, and we have these interesting discussions. And but see, she and I have a ship, a Merkabah, my higher self and her, have a ship off planet called the Celestial Star. In fact, one day I was doing some power walking here in Sarasota, Florida, and she manifested near me and told me to turn around, look at the opposite direction up in the sky. And I did so, and there's this, I don't know if you know what a sun dog is. It's a beautiful halo effect that many people say yes. it's a natural yes. phenomena, mm-hmm. and it was in that part of this cloud bank and sticking out of it on the top mm. was you see the rim that I'm with lots of ionization yes. of the celestial star. So I photograph it's in the book. And uh yeah. and it was just one of them. and so but when it, for example when she manifests these beautiful Valentine shaped water droplets, sometimes I'm singing a romantic song, you know, I'm diehard romantic. <laughs> and she just loves that. And so we have this interesting, wonderful and she loves to watch romantic movies on internet with me and uh, re- i read a book with her i mean i i she we have this very wonderful experience together and uh, sharing and and it yeah. just it's hard to put in words how awesome it actually is because it, it really it's it's words awesome incredible fantastic to small story like Kez, have you got a question at the moment, um, Michael kept freezing. I couldn't quite hear what he was saying. So, and then you kept freezing okay. as well. I think I'm having a few internet connections here. So, if I suddenly disappear, you know why. It's, we um, will it's know. The, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't gone that's, off in space, do you Michael. Know, that's okay. I was just going to ask Michael about um, the how. Uh, the energy interplays with the internet and your thoughts around that because it seems to me that very natural energy, so the wind, the snow, the rain, tornadoes, they all have visual impacts on technology like Zoom and the internet because it drops out. Do you see that there's the new technology that you were talking about, quantum computing and new iPhones, will they be more reliable, do you think? Oh, absolutely. Uh, this, this old technology uh, we've had up to now, it, it's got to go. <laughs> uh, the new tech, the quantum computers, the Q phones, all these things and replicators, This we're going to go into a Star Trek golden age, basically what we're going to experience. And it's going to happen really fast. You know, when I hear people say, oh, I can't wait to go back to the good old days. when get... No, we're not going back. We're going forward. We're going, oh, we're going forward. Awesome <laughs> right. And the medbeds and everything else is going to be, uh, all our dreams are going to come about. 
And it's, but it has to do with getting ready. It has to do with, with not being attached to things. I always say I, I'm not attached to it, but I'm a guardian to it. I'm not, you know, attached to it, you know, obsessing. It's more like I'm going to take care of it. Like I treat my body as a temple, for example. And when we treat our body yes. with respect, then we're also saying to divine creation that we respect Mother Earth and everything in the same way. Of course, I uh, there's a lot of things that the Cabal has done that, like, the you know, a lot of the environmental, like the whole global warming thing. There's a lot of, when you study what's really going on, how all planets go through natural heating up and cooling down cycles. We're going through a lot of that. People sometimes misinterpret the Earth is going to be cleared, it's going to be cleansed. But we're also clearing ourselves. We're going to find the weather's going to change because a lot of the thought forms, the balanced thought forms, affect the weather. And, of course, they've been using weather modification a lot, harp, up in the land. There are a lot of things, but the White Alliance is getting control over that now. And thing called chemtrail, that's going to go away. A lot of stuff is happening uh, because our consciousness is shifting, which, is, again, is giving higher forces a chance to step in and help us, help ourselves. And so it's a really awesome time we're approaching. It's an incredible time to be alive right now. And with me and my experience with Celeste, it, for me, it's an incredible experience. Uh, I, I can't even, couldn't even imagine if somebody tried to tell me. I couldn't, you know, as much as I think outside the box, it's still experiencing is quite profound. And to try to put it into words is sometimes hard. So, Michael, um, when they talk um, in, um, in Revelations of a new world and a new system, is this what you're referring to? Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. And, they, and then when they say the first will be last, last will be first, that means that the cabal is going away. and We, the people, are gaining. We're going into a constitutional republic all over the world. The Sara Gassara, which is a new economic system. It's our, the quantum financial system, system has been in place for about a year, but they're about to activate some things officially. And we're going to have unlimited abundance. The old banking system, the central banking is going away placed by the quantum financial system and there's going to be unlimited abundance and, and involved some of us like myself are going to be involved in humanitarian global projects funding projects to help humanity get rid of all the suffering absolutely. nobody has to starve nobody has to starve or suffer absolutely so the world will be full of abundance but the scriptures also mention 144 7 ascending before anything else happens has this already happened we're in the planetary ascension process right now. We're going, beginning to go through it. There's still more awakening to take place. But yeah, the 144,000 also refers to the original core group of volunteers who first came to this planet many millions of years ago when what is called the Great Clarion Call was sent out across the universe. Uh, being named Lord Sanat Kumar from the planet Venus, who was part of a major being in higher councils, asked for a group of beings that were willing to put aside their immortal physical light bodies, their powers and abilities to kind of take on karma, so to speak, come into earth okay. embodiment. And we made a vow that no matter how many lifetimes it took until the job was done, we would not stop. Well, this is our last time. This, this life, this generation is the generation that's going to change the old way into the yeah. new way. Mm-hmm. And it's exciting to be here. Uh, having, you know, spent yes. the, the 68 times around mm. the sun I've been on Earth <laughs> watching the changes occur. Okay. Yeah. So when you, when you get back to um, Celeste, when yes. you get back yeah. to her again, and the topics you cover in your very provocative book, I see you've underlined, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the intergalactic match, um, 
you, you say it's hard for some people to initially comprehend. So are you saying that it's hard for us to initially com comprehend that you're having a conversation with a spirit being? Well, I think the concept, perhaps for some people, they may have difficulty with that. I mean, to me, it's real. It's everyday experience 24-7. But the concept also for some people, uh, as far as they, how they relate to relationships, is kind of revolutionary, and kind of provocative in that sense. Uh, but again, I keep emphasizing the emotional, psychological readiness of people to, uh, to really to be able to deal with stuff that we need to release and get rid of. Mm -hmm. And if I hadn't been working in myself for many, many years, I wouldn't have been ready for her and, and because of the kind of incredible bliss that I'm experiencing is based on balancing my own emotional and physical body so I can prepare and, and open up and merge with her in this kind of way. And But her and I having done this sets the stage for, like I'm kind of like a surrogate, if you can use that term, or surrogacy is something that we sometimes take on mm -hmm. karma or we experience something. Many times I'll feel something in my body and I'm like, well, I'm experiencing that. And I was told, well, I'm taking on the karma. I'm releasing it from other people over the planet. I'm willing to do it. It's a difficult, but as long as I can be compassionately detached, compassionately mm -hmm. detached, where I don't get sucked into the emotional vortex, keep my balance, and I can clear the energy so that they can then help themselves better. We're all helping one another. Okay, we're all helping one another. And my mission is no more important than anyone else's mission. It's just a unique mission. I chose to take this on. Uh, somebody had to do it. <laughs> I wanted to I suppose, do it. I suppose, you know, over the, over the, over the years um, that I've been around the sun, that yeah. um, there are such things, you know, as, as many different cultures have faith healers and people that, you know, by touch they can cure you. I've experienced myself. Is this what mm -hmm. you go into is that you, you don't take on the emotional vortex, but you actually can physically help them? Well, in a way, I mean, being that I'm on Earth, okay, being like you're on Earth, we're all on Earth, our physical, physiological presence impacts the time-space continuum. That's why when Celeste and I came together as a couple, that connecting uh, was a powerful moment. And it, 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 it was like throwing a rock into the water. There was a ripple effect across the time-space continuum. And Earth was never the same in that sense. And that's when she and I, when I became aware of her and I manifesting numerous past lives that had never existed to that moment. Well, now it's as if they always existed. And I touch on a few of those in the book, <laughs> reliving those with her. And uh, especially being in the Tantra temples many, many lifetimes, it's really incredibly mind-blowing. Uh, mm. We kind of time travel back to the Tantra temples when she's with me. Yeah, I believe all of us have wow. got um, past lives. I do believe that. I think yes. all of us have past lives that we we don't know nothing about. Um, I don't think this is our first time around the sun. I think <laughs> we're here for a reason. Right. But um while while we're talking to you, is Celeste communicating with you at the moment? Well, I mean, right now it's more like I'm just sharing what I'm sharing. Sometimes she kind of, we interface sometimes where it suddenly dawned on me that she just gave me a download. And I, I thought my eye was kind of getting it from, but it's her interfacing with me. And sometimes it becomes where we're so attuned to one another to say, well, it was my I am presence sometimes, and plus it's her interfacing with me. I, it's hard to, it's like we become in one alignment in a, such okay. a wonderful way that I'm just in total bliss. <laughs> bliss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I could bottle it. <laughs> you know, I have I have a mantra: blessed and blissed by Celeste. <laughs> really, really incredible. That is so. Uh, yeah, so Ready? she's constantly at times giving me stuff, and then I say, "Oh my God, I just gave me this download." Just she just has this one, and then I have another thing where I say to her, "Hey Celeste, I want to thank you for all things known and unknown." Because she likes to do anonymous things for me. Then I dawn on me, she just likes to do it without taking any credit. Say, wait a minute, you did this wonderful thing. She just kind of giggles and you know laughs, and she just loves to do things unconditionally. And so Beautiful. all the time for me, and all these blessings, miracles, and synchronicities, and and uh, and there's just incredible. Oh, this is happening all the time. And after a while, then I have to stop and think, wait a minute, I just got this another download. <laughs> so and to try to separate when. The, which download occurred when it, it becomes it's so it doesn't matter really that's why i always like to thank her every now and then and i tell her i, I never take her for granted and oh I appreciate you'll have it. to buy flowers michael hmm? you'll have okay. to buy some beautiful flowers well yeah it's, I, and i we are so it's just we're so at one in energetic means that it's just a total it's a total blessing all the time and uh, mm. yeah, it goes beyond just verbally speaking, we're just, it, our souls have become so connected. Uh, and I say to her, you know, I'm really spoiled now. <laughs> Meaning I could never have, I would rather be with her than with a physical soulmate. Mm -hmm. That's how awesome it actually is. But he's Fair trying enough. to manifest physically for me in the mm -hmm. future at some point. But I'm enjoying the here and now. I'm not thinking so much about the future. Thinking about right now and what she and I are experiencing. Because this opportunity will never come again as we wanted to do it during the transition of the great awakening and mm -hmm. how that interfacing with, with helping other couples getting ready for first contact in the future. What's that like? Uh, and those of us who've been in this, uh, in these lives on earth one day in the future, far in the future, we're on another planet. There are going to be, we're in this classroom kind of thing. And there'll be a lot of people, the students will go, will have a hard time believing that things were as difficult as they were on planet earth. And we'll show them our, our scars, our battle scars, quote, and what we have gone through being part of the ground crew on Earth experience. Because there were millions of souls, billions of souls that wanted to come here, but there's only a certain number of physical bodies around. Now, it's estimated that half the world's population is from somewhere else, whose mm. souls are from somewhere else. And, uh, okay, um, so are, are you saying that other planets are inhabited as well? I'm sorry? Are you saying that other planets are inhabited with... with um, the people that have left this earth, have they gone to a different planet? Oh, yes. There are, in fact, NASA has been lying to us. All planets in the solar system are populated with advanced, advanced civilizations. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, they've been lying to The sun is not millions of degrees. It's not even hot. See, there's a thing called solar luminescence, which Nikola Tesla knew about, where we, you know, they've been lying to us about all kinds of things. Why? I don't doubt power, that. Power no. over us. You know, they, they, they believe that they're so powerfully better than the rest of us. Okay. And who is they? The who cabal, they? the Illuminati, whatever you want to call them. Cabal okay. state. They're all being done. They're all going to be out of the way here soon. Okay. But they've been lying to us because when you, when they give us the full truth, that empowers us. It makes us whole. Holistically, our life becomes more connected with the sun, with divine creation. We're not limited by these so-called 
things when we realized that they faked the moon landings and stuff. <laughs> they filmed that out at Nevada. I'm talking about the public space program. Now we have the secret mm-hmm. space program where they've been using anti-gravity. And there's been whistleblowers coming out. Now they we've gone to the moon, the Mars. I mean, the Nazis went to the moon in the 1940s, 1930s. Wow. They went to the moon. And, and, and so, you know, we're going to, there's a huge wake up call. People have to get help to what's going on. And so this is why they're going to do disclosure here. Mm. There needs to be experience. what's going on. Yeah. We are just about out of time and I don't want to end the show without you telling the audience how they can get your book. Can you please tell us the best way to get your book and well, your website, please? Yeah, Michael. you go to uh, select my website, www.intergalacticmatch.com and there's a link there. To go to, you can go to Amazon and you can get the book, either a yes. paperback version or the uh, Kindle ebook version. And it really is by cool. reading the book, that is how, by reading the book with a pure heart and allowing yourself to get red pill, that very process of reading the book is an energetic transformational shift in your consciousness that makes you a lot more. And there are protocols I suggest. I don't give advice to people. Yes. I'm just suggesting these are things that I recommend, you know, that you do that will help you help yourself get your head on straight, so to speak, about reality, relationships, and everything else, and be a lot more prepared and things shift on a collective scale by what you're individually doing, holistically, you then put yourself ready to make that connection with your other half. Um, And if the few souls that are on Earth will be, their other halves will be, but vast majority, 99% of all volunteers are separated temporarily. And so when you're really ready to experience this and say, I don't want any dating, I, wanna, I don't want to play the field, I only want my other half, and you're really ready for that, those link-ups will start to take place. But the book helps you get understand more about the concept and get yourself ready to experience it. Fantastic. Michael, what an absolutely mind-blowingly fascinating conversation with you today. Um, Kez and I are really grateful that you've um, come on the show and had such a fascinating talk with the audience. Um, You've been animated and it's just made our life completely delightful to have you on the show and sharing your knowledge and information with the audience. Um, That, my friends, is our lot for this week. Kez and I want to thank the audience and particularly thank Michael for his uh, time today, but thank the audience for listening and watching us in 2021 i want you to jump onto michael's website intergalacticmatch.com and have a read and look at the information on his website it's quite fascinating uh, to read through and look through and michael have an amazing 2022 i do believe that uh, 2022 is set to be better than what we've had much, much in better. 20 yeah. and 21 and Good. Celeste, when, Thank you. Celeste, I'm so Celeste glad. Let's just say hello to everybody and uh, namaste. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fantastic. Hello, Celeste. Hello, and Celeste. That, my friend. Yeah. She knows. She knows where all the goddesses are. She likes to hang out with all the other goddesses. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's oh, awesome. that's magic. Yeah. That's magic. 
All right, my lovely, lovely friends. Uh, thank you, audience. Thank you, Kez. Thank you, Michael. We'll be back thank in you. 2022 with a newly branded show. Michael, take care. Thank you okay. for your wisdom and knowledge. And that is all for this week. Bye for now, everyone. Bye-bye. Yes.